The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. One two one two one two. The Get Off My Lawn podcast is back in full effect for 2017. First show, getting off to a good start. Only a week and a half in, and already busting out a podcast episode. Hopefully, this will be the beginning of a trend. This is your boy Jay, a.k.a. J.C., a.k.a. J. Caesar, a.k.a. Law T., a.k.a. The Hip Hop Taliban. And that's where you can find me on Twitter, at Hip Hop Taliban. And tonight's the night, and me and my niggas ain't playing. Live from the East Coast, my man, where you at? It's brisk and chilly out here, man. Is it? What's up? Yeah, man. Uh, what's up, man? This is uh, Andre Cole, East Coast Dre. I'm in the house. Uh, yeah, let me let me check the weather for you right now, just real quick. Yeah. It because I know you on the West Coast, so you you're all good. But <laughs> it is West Side. Oh, oh boy, here <laughs> we go. Well, what's the weather there? The weather here. <clears throat> It actually rained this morning. Right now it's 57. Uh, oh. Tomorrow there's going to be a high of 63. And by Saturday, by the weekend, we'll be up in the 70s. Oh. Yeah, that's how All we... Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, right now it's 16 degrees. 16. Mm. 16 degrees. Whew. Right now it's 16 degrees, and this week is actually supposed to go up a little bit. So, um, yeah, 16, then by Thursday, it'll be 58. So that's, you know. Well, that's that's progress. 
that's progress. We'll, we'll see. It's going to drop back down, but you know, it's 16 and then you know, it'll, it'll go up until Saturday. Then it'll start dropping again, a little something, but you know, Damn. that's what we're dealing with over here. In the, you know, we, we got our Timberlands on dead ass. <laughs> speaking speaking of Tim, I'm glad you brought that up. You always provide perfect uh, transitions. And Uh-oh. I don't know if it's, well, we'll get into it. But I've mentioned this before that if you're like me and you just lead a regular run-of-the-mill life, get up, you go to work, you uh, spend time with your kids, whatever just do basic things then you need to get on instagram and follow at andre cole because you'll be able to live vicariously through the most interesting black man in the world what yeah what are you talking about so every once in a while i'll just start flipping through instagram seeing what you know what has been posted i came across you put up some kind of throwback picture of you at the beach. Now, uh-huh. why you were like, you look like the angriest man at the beach. Like, if I'd seen you when I pulled up to the beach, I would have gone back to the car, drove down the shore a little ways before I set up my thing. Like, whoa, <laughs> I don't want any trouble, sir. Um, it was that headshot where you're just glaring into the car, like you look like Luke Cage. Nah, it's probably the sun was in my eyes or something. That's all it was. Okay. Or you trying? Or you trying to put a black guy in the game? And then, and then I remember years ago, and I think you may have reposted this picture, but it was you were like on vacation somewhere tropical Mm -hmm. and you're standing there in your you know shorts in like a waterfall wearing like a wife beater and Timberlands (laughs) in the waterfall (laughs) like you never know when you might have to stomp somebody out (laughs) yeah that's what my crew we used to do that that's how you know we're New York we used to we went to Jamaica and we would go to Dunn's River Falls and we would wear our Timberlands in the falls, and we would run because you know you could go up the falls. So it's like a like it's like a tourist thing, but you can go up the falls. People come up the falls. We used to wear our Tims, and we used to like try to race up the falls in our Tims, like through the water. It was crazy. You know, yeah, young and acting and then, crazy. I like how you were like, <clears throat> yeah, we were in Jamaica going up the falls. You know, no, I don't know. My my passport has one stamp. Um, Where is that though? With uh, Cancun. Okay, but, but see that's people in LA go to Cancun. People in New York go to Jamaica. <clears throat> Perhaps. And then, but this is on top of last the last podcast when we were reviewing your summer when you went to the alpaca farm oh. with the, you and the Obamas went out to Martha's Vineyard to go uh, do whatever high profile black people do um, but that's good that's good vacation that's it so then it was vacation Uh-oh. I'm flipping through on the you know Instagram feed and I see a I guess a badge or a pass. Um, you worked on the <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael show. Yeah. And 
So then I'm reading the little caption deal at the bottom, and I see that not only... All right, Jigga, you're going to have to bring this down a little bit. All right, there we go. Um, so I see on the little caption that you were like, yeah, I started off as a, a placeholder, and then I became a guest, and then I was the... You run down what your association with the show is yeah, or I, was. I, I, I forgot how I ended up doing, like, it was like a test. They, do, they were doing, like, a test show. So every time they they start up a new season, you know, they would do a test for, like, the cameraman and the lights and make sure everything was okay. So somehow, I forgot how, I ended up being, like, the a guest actor on the test show. So there's a real audience. But everybody's on this in the you know on the show. It's a fake situation. So they kind of you kind of meet beforehand. They tell you what your situation was. In this situation, I was like the the friend of you know I was I was a guy, the main guy's friend who cheated with his girlfriend, and she got pregnant. Damn. And so I was the I was yeah. So I was like the bad guy. So you know so Sally you know she's doing the, the show and then you know I got so I got the whole experience of like standing behind the thing and the doors open. And she says, and here he is. I forgot what my name was. And, you know, the doors open up and everybody boos me. Like, I had that <laughs> I had that experience. Like, everybody boo. It was kind of crazy. And then we did that. And then they were like, oh, you know, great job. We do this reenactment in like a week. Do you mind doing a reenactment? Because we need, you know, a black guy who, like, did some, like, heinous, really heinous stuff. He, like, you know, stabbed his girlfriend, like, put the baby in a freezer. So I was like, cool. You know, I'll, you know, I'll do it. And then while I was there... I heard, them, I heard them talking about they were looking for a new guest coordinator. So I was like, yo, I'd love to do that. So the next week I go in and do the, the uh, I do the, the, the reenactment thing. Mm-hmm. And then after I was finished the reenactment thing, I go and, you know, they were like, oh, come in, you know, we'll interview for the job. And I got the job. So I was working there when my reenactment show aired, which was crazy. I got, to, I got to meet the woman who was the victim of the, like, the stabation crazy dude. It was, it was crazy. Oh, so it those, was, it was those, were, those were actual guests. Like, that was the actual storyline. Yeah, that was an actual, that was like a real storyline. The reenactment wow. was a real storyline. And it aired <laughs> on television. I have it on VHS tape. That's how long ago it was. I have it on VHS. Well, Sally was, you know, on a long time ago. But yeah, I was a guest coordinator. So I used to, you know, then, you know, I used to, uh, Get, make sure the guests came in okay and make sure everything was good in their green room and you know and talk to them yeah. and I used to every now and again find out stuff and you know, I was a you know also a peacemaker because they used to like get in the fights after the show like oh, so, you know they'd be in a hallway and I'd be like breaking and uh, once or, actually more than once or twice quite a few times people would get into it and you know the camera you know the, you see it on now like on Maury or whatever when the camera would like come in the hallway right it would be yeah. it would be me like like trying to stop them from fighting or grabbing somebody and pulling them away and the producers come and like start you know talking them down but it would be me like grabbing people and, like throwing like grabbing a little girl and pulling them pulling off the you know the girlfriend it was crazy so was you were crazy. like you were like Black Steve from the Jerry Springer show <laughs> did you have a headset on <laughs> No, I didn't have a I didn't have a headset, but I was I was black I was black Steve for the for the background. I wasn't on to you know on the set all the time. I was in the back, but since I you know I used to, I'd be the first person that talked to the guests every day, so they would see me. So it was so. like a combination of Biff Henderson and Steve from Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, I got yeah, right, you, yeah. I was I was black I was black Steve Biff. Yeah, if you don't know who Biff Henderson is, you're probably young. So Google it. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, so that was on his Instagram. Then he rang More. in the oh he God. rang in the new year, like he's sitting like front row left with the Rockettes, like oh. the Rocket Rockettes. And I'm thinking, um, <laughs> wow, this dude. I mean, he's just I don't know I don't know what is going on. Was that an actual picture? Were you actually there with the rocket? Yeah, I was actually there. I was, I was at the rocket, and I actually almost gave away my tickets. Well, sold, uh, returned my tickets when I heard about the whole they were supposed to perform, but they were trying to force them to perform at the inauguration. I almost, you know, refunded my tickets, and then I found then they they kind of backpedaled on that and said that oh, it's strictly you know voluntary and all this other stuff. And I heard all the sisters because there's three sisters in the Rockets now. Oh yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I heard that none of them were, were performing, and I heard you know, so I was like, all right, you know, but you know, I took the daughters, my me and my wife took the daughters, and you know, it was, you know it was yeah. up close, and you know, I could I could have tripped it. That's we were close too. My my wife did a great job getting those tickets because we oh. were like right right there. Oh it oh it's very clear from the Instagram <laughs> feed that you were right there, that you were yeah, up was, close, that you had yeah, you were right yeah you had the good good seats yeah yeah. 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 Um, you were not in the colored section. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I was, I was up there with the happy whites, as they say. Then on his Instagram feed, what? There's pictures of him. More? If anybody ever uh, watched the phenomenal hit TV show Mr. Robot, I'm flipping through the Instagram, and there's pictures oh. of the house from Mr. Robot and the pool. And that I'm like, incredible. and so at first I was thinking like. Huh. But then I was like, well, it's Dre, so let me read the caption. And of course, yep, he's all up in there. <laughs> just chilling. I'm just uh, like, that was work. That was work. That place is incredible though. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's incredible. But it, it's a um it's actually a showroom. And for a showroom for this uh for these audio like audio equipment called Macintosh. And like, but it's incredible. We shot, we shot this thing that's coming out um, from Moet, uh, and then you know it was like a bunch of celebrities, and they were all there, and it was. But it was like that building is crazy. The indoor pool is like six stories. The place is is, but there's a there's a um, they have a Keith uh, original Keith Herring, which I took a picture, but I didn't post it though. The original Keith Herring in there. It's like there, it's, and it, but that if you ever see Mr. Robot when they take over the the house. With the pool and all that, that's that house, and it's a, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling it's you, it's and if you want to see it, all you got to do is follow <laughs> at Andre Cole, <laughs> and you will see you will see some things. Um, see, see now you're putting the pressure on. Now I got to go inside taking crazy pictures. Man. I mean, if you want to see a picture of him with <clears throat> Lisa Ann, then. <laughs> At Andre Cole. I forgot that one. I, yeah. forgot that one. I didn't forget it. Um, if you want to see a picture of him with Becky with the good hair, um, at Andre Cole. You are crazy. I'm just telling you, it's it's fantastic. If you, you know, need a little spice in your life, but your pockets won't allow for spice, you get all the spice you need at Andre you Cole. Gas me. Don't gas it. Don't gas it. And then now you don't put pressure on it. People are like, this is whack. I'm going to you know, so add some pictures on it. All nah. the throwbacks. <laughs> so, 
yeah, it get uh, that threw me off. But <clears throat> yeah, 2017, and I know it's been a minute uh, since we dropped the podcast, and got a lot of good feedback on the um, greatest hip hop album ever two part joint that was dropped uh, late last year and a little bit of controversy but not too much most people just have a different opinion but didn't really find any major inconsistencies or faults with the argument uh, presented for death certificate and in case you missed that excuse me in case you missed that episode you can go to iTunes and check it out, or you can go to The Liberator, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com, and you can check out all of the past episodes of the Get Off My Lawn podcast. You can read articles about a number of topics um, and... There's even a new feature on there called the Normalization Negroes, which uh, (laughs) highlight black people who have decided to try and make uh, Donald Trump seem normal and acceptable and palatable, which he is not. Um, And not to get off into politics, but whatever. Obama... I understand he's he's taking the high road. He's, you know, he's being traditionally classy as he has been throughout the past 8 years, dignified. But I'm almost at the point where I'm about I've had just about enough of him treating Donald Trump like he's a legitimate individual worthy of respect. And I mean, Obama's better than me because I would have sent Joe Biden to do all that meeting with Donald Trump shit. You're not going to spend five years trying to delegitimize my existence, essentially, my citizenship, my worthiness to hold the office and now I'm supposed to shake your hand and have a peaceful transition of power I can have people do that Joe Biden's not doing anything let him do it (laughs) but I mean I understand I understand where Obama's coming from but I'm just I'm not that guy I'm not that guy he's a classy guy he's I mean but I'm I'm at the point that I I don't want him to help him. Like, I don't, all of this, because, you know, they saying that, oh, Obama, uh, President Obama has to help him help Donald Trump because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing and there's certain things that he's kind of walking them through. And, and I'm at the point now where I hope he's not doing that anymore because, of you know, the, the, this punk-ass Trump already didn't come out and saying stuff like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. This administration doesn't know what they're doing. Like, Right. And it's and everything he says. I think everybody has realized this. Everything that that bigot ass Don always says is he's always projecting. So anything he says, it's him. Anything mm-hmm. he criticizes, it's him. He yep. did it. So 
you know, I'm at the point now where I, I agree with you. I think, you know, President uh, Obama can just like lay back, like figure it out yourself. Right. Because at this point, all you're doing is helping him, you know, put down people. You're helping him, you know, take away people's rights. You're trying to help him get rid of, you know, Obamacare, which is bonkers to me that, yeah. he's, you know, the Republicans are doing this. But, you know, I know we went on a little we had our political moment. Yeah, I'll be careful. And the, and the thing, I mean, you know, hey, <clears throat> the thing is that you know, Trump would wouldn't do the same right. if the situation were reversed. Exactly. But you know, so anyway, at if you go to the Liberator, then you can read articles on different things that are happening. Some political things. Some. Uh, Things with regard to the police. Uh, you can also hear some audio taken live from some hip hop shows, and I've got another one that's going to be going up along with this episode that I'll mention uh, later on. But we plan to drop an episode toward the end of last year. Um, because there were a lot of big things happening, especially for uh, old school hip hop fans. And the schedules are just tough to coordinate because you've got, you know, people who've got to go see the Rockettes, and then you've got <laughs> Professor Belk beating down his students. Uh, he's grading papers, he's got babies running around, and. Then there's the time difference, the holidays, etc. So we couldn't make it happen, the three of us. So I figured, eh, even though I don't prefer to do podcasts solo, because I figure who wants to hear one opinion for an hour and a half? Um, I gave it a shot because I figured, all right, let me just drop this episode. Those guys are busy and I did it. And it will never see the light of day because, in the words of Dave Chappelle, it was double doo-doo sticks. And I was like, I'd rather just hold off till the new year and we can tackle these topics because I definitely need Dre's uh, counter to some of my opinions, especially with what we're going to get into and because you're the angriest black man on the planet <laughs> yeah well here's the thing <clears throat> last year de la soul common and a tribe called quest all dropped albums and because of the de la the way de la soul went about dropping their album the anonymous nobody hip-hop lives <laughs> um, it wasn't clear when or if the album was going to come out in our very first episode of the Get Off My Lawn podcast we discussed De La's Kickstarter campaign to fund the creation of their album and I maintained that it was the most genius, elaborate, and sinister hustle in the history of <laughs> hip-hop. Um, 
East Coast and back then West Coast Dre uh, saw it a little differently. But that album eventually came out. And really, that podcast, that must have been like two years ago. Yeah, at least. Chronologically at least speaking. Two. Yeah, it was at least two years ago. So it took a while for that album to come out, but it came out last year. And then Common dropped an album, which I had no idea about. I guess since I am uh, don't subscribe to OK Player, um, there's not really a way I would know that a Common album dropped. But somehow, I was notified, hey, there's a Common album. So... I went and got that. And then the one that had the biggest uh, amount of fanfare was the Tribe Called Quest album that dropped seemingly out of nowhere because now maybe Dre had heard something, but I had heard nothing and wasn't expecting it. And then Q-Tip just tweeted or put up on Instagram uh, a handwritten message that yeah, they were dropping a Tribe album and they'd started recording a while back while Fife was still alive and these weren't going to be uh, re- <laughs> reconstituted uh, beats and rhymes. These were going to be new original, uh, new original Tribe music. So that dropped. And I'll, I'll let Dre pick where you want to start because what we're going to do is just sort of look at these three albums and give our opinions and uh see see where we land so where do you want to start well, daylight common I'll, or tribe let's start at common because I, I haven't finished listening to the albums okay and i think that that'll probably <laughs> it might be the quickest one for, for the listener all right so what did you think I, well from of what i heard of Common's album, it's uh, well produced. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know he he kind of attacks some of the some of the, the usual common stuff like you know he has this this you know the wordplay is nice the the uh, the 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 topics are you know he has some political stuff on there he has some mm-hmm. dedication to the black women on there he, it's it's common being common to me and I, I probably need to listen to it a little more closely. But, you know, when he came out, when his album came out, there was a bunch of records, a bunch of music coming out. I got busy, you know, so it was just like not paying attention to it. But I think his album is going to be a soundtrack for this coming winter that we're listening that we're like with, with yeah. you know, big ass Don getting into the office. I think this is what it could be. Yeah, I think that's a good <clears throat> take as far it's as it's called black america again so yeah just for listeners, it's called black america again. as far as common being common that's a good description because with him i kind of have to go back to the light and that when that song came out i think that changed the common that we were going to get from that point on because prior to that it was kind of like the backpack freestyle cypher underground common sense soul by the pound i used to love her resurrection 
but the light when that hit he he opened up the door to a whole new audience of young women who probably weren't going to be listening to you know a chicago battle rapper right right that's what he sounded like when he sounded like a chicago battle rapper yeah and now like ever since then now he's gone like right after that on that electric circus he went way out and i don't know what was happening some people say that was the badu influence i'm not gonna blame it all on her but it was weird infected by the (laughs) badu oh man um but as he's come back around in the albums since which have been which have been solid albums he's he's one ex- I'm not going to say one extreme or the other but I will just say one extreme or the other he has the hardcore sort of boom bap grimy beats and where he's just spitting fire and heat and then he has those yeah. songs that are clearly um, in the tradition of the light. And so I guess he recognizes that he's got two different fan bases who expect to hear, you know, something to satisfy their their taste. And I think on this album, you get that mix. So what ends up happening when I listen to a common album is he'll start off with some some just bangers where he's just spitting and like the lyrics are crazy and the topics are on point and he's just going in. And so I'm hyped up for like two songs and then he slows it down for the ladies. <laughs> and it just sort of kills whatever momentum and energy I was feeling uh, listening to the album. And it's not that anything on the album is bad, but mm, he does he does his his common thing. And uh, let me see if I can. So I think I'm gonna play this song "Black America" again. Play a little bit of this just to illustrate my point about uh, the C to the O double M O N. (laughs) I sit and think with the drink about how I'm going to win. All right, there we go. Let's check it out. Black America again, common. Each other is part of the plot. I wish the hating would stop. Whoa. 
and a battle with us. I know that black lives matter and they matter to us. These are the things we gotta discuss. The new plantation, mass incarceration. Instead of educate, they rather convict the kids. As dirty as the water in Flint, the system is. Is it a felony or a misdemeanor? Maria Sheriff over making more than Serena. It took Viola Davis to say this. The roads are the help and the gangsters is really all they gave us. We need Avas, Tanahasis, and Cory Bookers. The salt of the earth to get us off of sugar and greasy foods. I don't believe the news or radio stereotypes. We refuse. Brainwashed in the cycle to spin. We write our own story, Black America again. You know, one, one way of solving a lot of problems that we've got is letting a person feel that they're important. And a man can't get himself together until he knows who he is and be proud of what and who he is and wait and wait and where he come from. And what and where you come from? Hot damn black America again. Think of Santa Bland as I'm staring in the wind. The color of my skin, they comparing it to sin. The darker it gets, the less fairer it has been. The hate, the hate made, I inherit it from them. But I ain't gonna point the finger. We got anointed singers like Nina, Marvin, Billy, Stevie. Need to hear them songs. Sometimes to believe me, who freed me? Licking a Cadillac, drinking a battle rap. So is it God's speed that we travel at? Endangered in our own habitat. Them guns and dope, man. Y'all can have it back. As a matter of fact, we them lab rats. You built the project for, now you want your hood back. I guess if you could rap, you would express it too. That PTSD, we need professionals. You know we're pressing you. It make the pipes bust from schools to prison, y'all. They trying to pipe us to your political parties. Invite us instead of making voting laws to spite us. You know, you know we from a family of fighters. Fought in your wars and our wars. You put a nigga in Star Wars. Maybe you need to. And then, maybe then we'll believe you. See black people in the future. We wasn't sit here to rob and shoot ya. We hold this truth to be self-evident. Our men and women are created equal, including black Americans. You know, you know, you know, one way of solving a lot of problems that we've got is letting a person feel that there's somebody. And a man can't get himself together until he know who he is and be proud of what and who he is. So common just hit like I said, he's hitting Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie I yeah, I felt kinda bad that I was like fading out Stevie Wonder. I was like, oh damn. But yeah, Stevie Wonder on there. <laughs> and and the thing is, it doesn't sound out of place. Like, it doesn't say like, hey, Stevie Wonder's on here. It's like, it all flows. And, I mean, that's it's a solid album. And considering how many, you know, everything he's got going on, acting and whatever else, you know, he's he's up to. To put out a solid album that still hits these topics um, is is a positive sign because, you know, I'm sure he still deals with a lot of these issues that he brings up on the records, but he's becoming increasingly um, mainstream where there are people who, you know, they see him and they know they might not you know, no. Oh, that's common sense. The former rapper, but they know. Oh, that's that. That's that guy. 
like he's that actor or whatever. Yeah. Or the the voice that he's on, he does like voiceovers for some commercials and stuff too. So yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. So he's 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 a mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream you know personality. Yeah. And so for him to still be, he's he's mainstream. He's got his Hollywood career, but he's still making music that has substance and meaning. And I definitely appreciate that because he could very easily have gone, you know, most deaf or Dave Chappelle and just sort of oh, <laughs> left us. <laughs> well, but, they didn't leave us. I mean, I guess. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to we'll get we'll get to yeah, that we'll right? get to we'll that get guy to that. yeah but we'll, we'll, both of them we'll get. but yeah if you haven't if you haven't checked it out and you're a common fan then it's definitely an album worth uh a listen and worth your time there's nothing on there that really sounds like he's reaching it all sounds it doesn't sound like he's trying to climb the charts or I don't hear anything on there that sounds like it will be a uh, a mainstream hit. But again, with Common, it's just another solid album to enhance his already uh, robust catalog. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it kind of got. It seems like he got, like I was saying, there's like a lot of stuff that came out around the same time. It seems like he got kind of lost, like his that album. I don't know if it was he was too busy, uh, whomever was involved didn't promote the album as an album. Because that album, there's a couple albums that came out right around the same time that I was just like, I didn't know the album came out. Um, you know, I just happened to be lucky that you know. But I, I was in tune and knew he was dropping something. Who who's his audience? I mean, when you say, because now wow. I have no idea how people, how do they promote albums? I mean, I know how kids do it, YouTube, but, you know, there's well, no more know, videos. <laughs> social media. Social media is how a lot of people promote their albums. They do social media and then it's, you know, a video. I don't know if, I, don't know if, I honestly don't know if Common had, an, had a video for this album. But yeah. you know, it's most people do. They do a lot heavy promotion through social media. So it's you know they have you know Common probably has you know a million followers on Instagram or what have you. So that's the best way you, you can promote his albums. You know, throw the album cover up. It's coming on you know okay. November whatever, and then that's how you know that makes it sense. Makes that makes sense. All right, so so yeah, the uh, Common album definitely gets. Two black power fists in the air. <laughs> two out of what, though? Two out of two, right? Yeah, I only got two. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Right. I'll um, give both mine, too. I'll give both mine, too. There we yeah. go. Yeah. You get both. And then, hmm. I kind of think we should. Go ahead. Go for it. Go ahead. Tribe. Because my De La Soul thing will sort of dovetail off the tribe thing so <sighs> should I start because you're gonna make me be this guy and I feel like I every time tribe comes ahead. up every time tribe has come up on this podcast I've had to be this contrarian 
uh, devil's advocate type of guy. Which I don't mean to be because I, be I love tribe. I love Do tribe. You, I don't know. I but, don't know. I think people who listen to listen to this podcast are questioning that. I know they're going to think I hate all the the native tongues. But yep. uh, all right, uh-oh. here's the thing: the tribe album dropped, and I'm sure everyone who is a listener of this podcast is well aware of that and went and got their hands on the album when it dropped last year. Now, before I heard the album, I started to see reviews and tweets and Instagram posts. Oh, it's a classic. Greatest album, blah, blah, blah. Tribe does it again. And then the usual suspects, the New York Times and all of the white periodicals that uh, occasionally deal with hip-hop. Just glowing reviews and heaping praise upon A Tribe Called Quest for adding to their legendary catalog. Well, as we all know, Fife uh, passed away before they completed the album. And we all love Fife. If you haven't gone back to listen to the Fifeography uh, that we did, um, go back and you can hear all the verses he kicked, the majority of the verses he kicked on the Tribe album. And when this album came out, it was the last chance any of us were ever going to have to hear Fife and Q-Tip together on an album with new material. And, I mean, how can you not already love that? Like, I loved it before I heard it. When Just the idea of a new Tribe album, I was all in. I was ready to give it five mics, sight unseen. And then... I was riding around in the car talking about it with my son. He's 15. And he was like, oh, well, I mentioned that I hadn't heard it. He's like, oh, well, I can I can pull it up on my phone. I was like, you have it? So he has Spotify, which on a side note is extremely problematic because he was like, yeah, I can play the album. I was like, how can you do that? He's like, oh, because I have an account. So the account costs whatever it costs. So he can play the Tribe album. I said, well, what happens if you cancel your um, account? Do you still have the album? And he was like, well, no. I was like, then what are you paying for? What are you renting a song? What are are you doing? (laughs) This is why one of, actually one of the, I think one of the first uh, podcasts, I said that streaming can get off my lawn. Yeah. That this is the reason why. Like, really? I mean, I'm telling you, man, the music industry comes up with more hustles, scams, and schemes than any criminal enterprise on earth. Any I mean, criminal enterprise? Damn. I mean, like, you're paying for essentially nothing 
So if he if he has an album he likes, let's say he likes, let's say he likes the Tribe album, and then he cancels his subscription, and then later on he wants to hear it again, he's got to go somewhere else and buy it, or buy another subscription. Like I I don't understand. I need to have something, whether it's a digital file, whether it's a CD, something. I need something that I can pull up at my leisure with no additional cost but it's a new generation and this is what they do so he pulls up the tribe album and starts playing it and we're riding around listening to it and I'm increasingly underwhelmed and as I'm listening it just I knew it was a tribe album but something wasn't right. And I heard I heard the music, they had some interesting sounds. I heard Q-Tip. Q-Tip sounds extremely lively like he hasn't missed too many steps. He's right there. And then it was great to hear Fife. Um some of the there's a, I think there's two or three songs where he sounds sounds good. And then some other ones where I don't know the time frame, but two or three. There are a couple where he sounds kind of like he's laboring, but that's a minor point because Fife isn't really the problem that I have with the album. So I listened to it a few more times, listened to it, listened to it, listened to it. And I realized the problem is this. Oh no. There are far too many guests on the album. What? Far too many guests. And the fact is that all these guests are taking up valuable time and space that I should be spending with Q-Tip and Fife. Now, the issue with Fife is that Q-Tip and Fife aren't I don't want to say strong enough. Um, their, their voices aren't the dominant voices what? on the album. And so I've, I'll put it like this. If I took this album and played it for someone who has no knowledge of A Tribe Called Quest and asked them, whose album do you think this is? I think they would have a hard time because every song, it's uh, Quali, it's Jerobi, it's Andre 3000, it's Kendrick Lamar, it's Consequence, it's Busta Rhymes, it's some woman singing. <laughs> some woman singing. Like, come on, man. It's, it's a, too it's much. It's a tribe album, man. It's a tribe album. Like it's a, and this is the thing. I'm going to interrupt you because I think the audience, I think the audience likes this album. The people listening, the listeners like this album, and they're all saying what? And they're all shaking their head. And they're all saying you're out of your mind because one of the main voices that you hear outside of um, Fife and Q-Tip is Jerobi, and so. And I was I was wondering, I was like, well, Jerobi's on this album. I was wondering, is Jerobi on this album because Fife passed away and, you know, he kind of filled in, you know, the the space. 
And then I read an article, or maybe it was a quote or something, from Q-Tip, who said that the plan was, in this album, was for Jerobi to step up on this album, the way Fight stepped up when he first up on what was it, Midnight Marauders. So that was the plan. Low in theory. The, low in theory. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Jerobi had the album with Drez, the Everton album, right? So they were like, they were planning this like, all right, this album, we're going to hear more Jerobi because Jerobi wasn't there for five albums yeah forever (laughs) for any (laughs) right for any so then jerobi comes in his voice is more heard he's 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 rhyming and then everybody else that's on the album outside of kendrick and andre 3000 um and talib it's it's people who are down and no no wait wait no 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 wait because people people who people who people who are inspired by a tribe but um a Trap Walk West, like Andre and Kendrick and, and Talib Kweli. And then you have the people who were like the fifth member, like the fifth Beatle, or sixth member. It's Consequence, Busta Rhymes, who always, you know, was on Trap Walk West songs, always on the album. He's always on the album. A-E-I-O-U and sometimes, and sometimes Y. Right. So you have these guys, Consequence, who was on that horrible album Actually, he was on two horrible albums, two horrible Tribal Quest albums. This album sounds like the album that should have come out in like '96, or could have come out in '96. After but it's still of, Midnight Marauders. After Midnight Marauders, huh. and but it still sounds like it came out 2016. Like it doesn't sound old. It sounds like a Tribe Called Quest today. Like it's it's great. Like this is why I like the album. It's crazy because it sounds like a, in a Tribe Called Quest album in the future, but it still has that feeling. Like I could play, you know, uh, uh, People's Distinctive Travels, Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders, and then play this album, and and it fits in. It fits in totally with it, all those other albums. And they're spitting. Come on, man. You you can't like Fife is spitting. Fife still has. The, the all the sports uh, analogies, everything on this album. Are you kidding like me? Like Tony Romo when he's hitting Witten. I like that. that, that exactly. Yep. Yeah. But let's not act like this is full of Fife dropping that. There, he's he's dropping it here and there. I mean, it, granted, I'm just saying that it to me it feels like this is almost like the chronic where there's so many different voices <laughs> like well if you want like Jerobi, classic like i didn't i mean granted artistically you can do what you want and you put out your art and then people accept it or reject it or love it or leave right. it whatever right i didn't ask for Jerobi. <laughs> like this was it a tr- like, don't give me 20 years of Q-Tip and Fife. Like, didn't they learn the lesson when they introduced Cons to the Quince? And Consequence on this album, he's not bad. Like, no one... He sounds he, good. He yeah, sounds no really one, good. So. No one puts in a bad rhyming performance. Like, so what's the problem? everybody's up to snuff, but... That's right. I don't need to hear Consequence. Didn't he learn his lesson when they put him on that other album? But he he redeemed himself on his album. You can't did say he? he didn't redeem himself. 
Yes, he redeemed himself on the South. I was actually impressed by consequences versus on the South. Like, like, wow, oh wow, he got a, he got off on that verse. He got off on that bar. Yeah, but nobody. It's it's fine that he did that, but I'm saying goodbye to a tribe called Quest. Consequence, I don't need to hear you. Quali, <laughs> I can hear you whenever. Buster Rhymes, okay. Buster, okay. I can, you know. But Jerobi, no. No. I don't need to hear. Yes. And Jerobi was, Jerobi did, did a fine job. But I don't need to be meeting new friends when I'm saying goodbye to my old friends. Andre 3000 Listen. showed up and just took over a song. I mean, but it's not Andre his fault. Andre 3000 does it on every it. song. Yeah, he doesn't own every song. Right. That's why he shouldn't have been there. <laughs> yes, he should have. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, listen, you can't you can't listen. I, I like when rappers put other rappers on their albums and they the other rappers show them out. I like that. Because it shows your own confidence. Like you want to make the best music possible. I'm not the person who's like, oh, he had a hot verse, let's take him off the record. Why? Like that's crazy. This is hip hop. You want that person, you want when you want people to shine, like hood shined on the scenario remix right right unfortunately he got killed imagine they took the hood verse off and he died and he's like oh we're gonna take that verse off yeah that'd be whack like this hip-hop this but, is what they've been travel West have been doing they've been letting other people shine on their albums yes yeah. yeah okay on scenario on one song on one song when they tried to sprinkle consequence throughout the album, people were like, "Who? Who's this other guy? Where did he come from? What's this?" Well, well, we'll see. That was that was different. If that that was horrible. <laughs> if they were going to, if they were going to be making other albums, if there was going to be another tribe album, then you could say, "Oh, that was that that collabo album that they did, that experimental collabo album." But when you're saying goodbye, uh-uh. No, 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 no. It's like, like what? Like a, I don't know what. Let's say you are, you know, you're the most interesting black man in the world. Let's say you decide to hook up with Elon Musk and SpaceX and you're going to Mars and we'll never see you again. And so we have a party for you. And then every all your friends, everybody who was influenced by you runs up and starts grabbing the mic and we don't get to hear from you. Next thing we know, you're blasted off halfway through the solar system and all we got were speeches from me, Belk, people from SU. Like, no. No. <laughs> Lisa Ann, the Rockhead. <laughs> It's too much. I mean, to be <laughs> to be vulgar, it's too much cock blocking by all these other <laughs> fools. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I disagree, man. I think we get, and I understand there are there are uh, features on this album, but you sound like you sound like you want to have like the J Cole album where there's no features. Like, come on, you gotta. It's a tri- It's in a tribe called Quest album. They've always had these like, you know, mixtures of music and different rappers on there. And, you hear Fife, you hear J 
Q-tip, and you know we understand that Q-tip uh, fight's not going to be on it as much because he passed away in what right. last March. So you know you're not going to hear as much of him. And I don't know. People want a full album of Q-tip. I think like, Q-tip wants Q-tip's a full album of Q-tip. Q-tip. Yeah, but Q-tip's albums are good. But you know when you hear a Tropical Quest album, you want to hear the mixture. You want to hear the mixture, right? Right. That, so you hear Fife, but you right. So you hear Fife, and Fife's on a lot. I think you just to again. Fife's on a lot of songs. He's on. He's on way more songs than I thought he would be. Like way more. There's only like I don't even know if he's not on a song. I mean, I think they, he's on every song. They give him credits on every song, but some of the songs are are, are speaking about him in the past tense. So oh yeah, they, I don't understand. I think. Maybe that's something so his family gets some royalty money. I I don't know. But no, listen, but those, and those songs are incredible. Like like the the the, the song when they, they talk about him passing away, that song is incredible. That song's yeah. crazy. But like just, oh, man, man, come on. You gotta listen to it again. You I've gotta listen to it again. I've been listening to it for the last month. And I, because I was trying to put my finger on what it was that I'm not getting. And I realized I'm not getting Fife and Q-Tip. I'm getting Fife and Q-Tip, but then I'm getting all this other stuff I did not ask for. And granted, they don't have to appeal to me, but I'm just saying, there's... There's way too many people on here. You get the Tropical well, Quest. And they're just muddying it up. You get the Tropical Quest. And I, th- and I think that in time, when people go back and revisit Tribe Called Quest albums, this won't be among the favorites. Um, I mean, come on. They have two certifiable classics and a third that's almost near classic when the people think people uh, instinct to uh, oh yeah that travels. I put that up. yeah I, I put that on that label. I okay three already, but yeah, but this album. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not one of those people who out the gate call albums classics. I just don't do it. Like you right. have to stand the test of time. Yeah. I think this album could do it, man. You gonna you gonna play us a song, or you are you just gonna be mad the whole time? I mean, I because <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I mean, I I can play a song, but I can play a song to support your point, and I can play a song to support my point. But my point is pretty much a full listening of the album means album. that it's right. just like too many damn people. Just, just it's come not on. that many. It's a good album. <laughs> I got Nate Dog. I got Lady of Rage. I got Bushwick <laughs> Bill. I got the Daz. I got Corrupt. I got RBX. <laughs> I got too many damn people. I got you, Devin you the Dude. You DOC on there? DOC. I got Mr. Malik. All I wanted to hear was Snoop. <laughs> can I? Can I hear some Snoop? Um, what's your favorite song from or? From the uh, tribe thing, um, if you can. My, oh, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, 
I like we the people. I like this generation. Um, uh, is the, I like uh, lost somebody, even though it's a somber that song. Is, is we the people the one where he's like, "All you black people, you must go." Yep, that song. Yeah. Yes, that's dope. That's all. But this generation, I'll tell you like this. I was playing the album from in the car. My wife was listening, and she she got upset because it was she all she kept hearing to her, all she kept hearing was the word nigga. And she was just like, "Geez, like come on, drop! Like why do you keep doing it?" But when I played this generation, her head started nodding, and she was like, "I like this song." That's I'm telling you, like this 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 album has it, man. See, I'm not saying that it's a bad collection of songs. I'm just saying that, other than the name, this is this is like a new school, old school, native tongue collabo album. I don't know. This is like the positive chronic. It, it, it you know what? <laughs> What's the positive chronic? Incense. <laughs> yeah, this is incense. <laughs> Incense, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I still think it's a tribe out with 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 great features. I think the people that are on this album, I wanted to hear on this album. Like you want to, I want to hear Kendrick. I want to hear the sons of a tribe called Quest on an a tribe called Quest album because this is the, this is it. Like this is the this is their last chance to hear all of them together before you know and they said they could make another album or whatever but this is the last time fights yeah. on it so to me this is the last you know, drop what was out see what i think they could have done is <clears throat> have and usually I, I i feel there's no reason at all for a double album but i think that they could have had one with real tribe called quest songs <laughs> and then they could have had all these other Sons of a Tribe Called Quest uh, on, like the, on the B-Disc. The disc you wouldn't listen to. Yeah, A Tribe Called Collabo. <laughs> and, and just another quick side note, things I hate, and this might be an L.A. thing, but it's starting to piss me off, are oh. white people, white hipsters appropriating the name a tribe called Quest for their business ventures. So I passed a place up near Melrose called A Tribe Called Sweat. And it's some kind of yoga what? studio. It's a yoga studio where they use hip hop music to uh, do their yoga to. So I looked up wow. their website and the founder said, quote, it was Nelly who made me fall in love with hip hop. Country grammar was my life in sixth grade. I knew every single lyric to ride with me, and I felt like such a badass when I finally purchased the CD behind my parents' back. <laughs> a tribe called Sweat is the name of this yoga studio. Right? Then... Over in another uh, gentrified part of downtown L.A., there's a place called a shop called Quest. And wow. they sell uh, like kind of like nerd stuff, uh, T-shirts and 
buttons and toys and sort of pop culture thing things and um again I don't like it I don't like it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth and yeah I don't uh, like that either <laughs> I don't like guess what so oh and Tribe Called Quest they had a a pop up store here in LA and I went by and they had very, very, very expensive clothing and a few uh, limited edition pieces of vinyl. Needless to say, I didn't buy anything there and the end. But <laughs> I think some- we, they, they had one in New York too. They, they, did the members show up there? No. Oh, oh. Not while I was there. No. Uh, yeah, they they showed up here. I know they, you know, people came in like they were there. They came in one evening. I think the first evening they were like they were there. Like, and, and lots of people showed up. Like rappers just started showing up. Oh yeah, to like show to show love. Yeah. Huh. Only person I know who showed up at this one was uh, DJ Scratch, formerly of EPMD. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that was. Uh, interesting little experience but back to the album i think that the nostalgia factor is coloring a lot of people's feelings about this album because it's gonna make me if i can dig it out go back and listen to uh the love movement and beats rhymes in life which i don't like at least I didn't like back in the 90s or the early 2000s when I last listened to them. But mm-hmm. I think I didn't like those because they just sounded uninspired. Like they were just kind of going through the motions like, all right, it's time to make an album here. Here's some rhymes. All right. Yeah, done. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, but OK. But I, I, I think this album sounds inspired, man. The positive as a collabo album, yeah. Incense. That's what I'm. That's how I'm gonna refer to it from now on. Incense. It's incense. That's funny. Now we come to De La Soul. Now with the De La Soul album, De La Soul has collabos on here. They're guest rappers. The mm-hmm. difference is. De La Soul, their rhymes and their presence is so strong that they don't get overshadowed by any of their guests. Like, it's clear this is a De La joint. And for whatever reason, I didn't get that from A Tribe Called Quest. De La Soul... They gave it to me, and while I didn't, uh, while I admired but didn't um, contribute to their Kickstarter hustle, the end product, <laughs> end product, I think is is great. Have you had a chance to listen to the uh, that album? Yes, yes, okay. the Daylight album, and I understand what you're saying about overshadowing or whatever, but it's also this Dela album is also a, like a a heavy. I mean, they've been making they've been making albums, but I think this is it's just in 
the way their albums are constructed that their albums are you kind of have people doing hooks on their albums you don't really you they might have one or two people rhyming on their albums a tropical quest always had posse cuts and this person and that person and i think the daylight album it, it sounds like daylight but this album also sounds way more smooth r&b than i'm used to daylight sounding really yeah i think this album is way more smooth r&b than i'm used to it sounds like that r&b crocker <laughs> You mean rhythm and blues? No, rap and bullshit. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, they have. There are. They have quite a few um, guests themselves. Yeah. Yep. And a lot. one of my favorite songs is surprisingly. Um, yep. Say it. Yep, say it. Pain with Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. It, it wasn't going to be Houdini with featuring Two Chains. <laughs> yes, it is. Houdini. Houdini. But, <laughs> but it's all good. And it's, it's funny because even with the Snoop verse, Snoop has been trash for quite a while. But every once in a Whoa. while, he'll he'll kick a good verse. And on this song, he actually sort of rose to the challenge. Now, he's not as good as he was when he kicked the shiznit, but he's pretty good on this song. And he is good. I'm going to play it just because. Just because. Let me see here. This is from De La Soul. And the anonymous nobody. And this song is called Pain featuring Snoop D O Double G.
like the weather Solid as a rock, small piece of leather But well put together Flames our endeavors Come to find out that game makes it better Hey makes it better Shades of epiphany Can't let it get to me Move so differently Do it so swiftly Ease into my style Lay mine down King be crowned Look at me now Teaching my classes by the masses Used to gangbang Used to love the clashes Now cash is the only motivation But not for me G I'm in the public relations That's food for your daily soul Word to the letter Hey Listening to that, I realize they just pulled some veteran. They pulled a veteran maneuver. So they're like, okay, we're doing this song. We got Snoop on there as a guest. Snoop's a big name. Oops. Something happened. Whatever. Testing, testing. Lost my connection. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I got so excited about the point I was about to make, I jerked my (laughs) headphones out and (laughs) couldn't hear. Okay. Running it back. De La pulled a veteran maneuver right there. They had this song. They had Snoop on it. Snoop, big time MC, even if he doesn't put his best foot forward all the time. But De La came in, kicked a rhyme, let Snoop do his thing. And the song really could have played on out right there and just faded out. But instead, De La was like, "Uh uh-uh. And sandwiched Snoop with another verse. Just so you know, you know this is a De La joint. We're going to smash him on the front, let him do his thing in the middle, and then finish it off, smash him in the end. De La Joint. Tribe, Tribe be like, Q-tip will kick a verse, then here comes Jerobi, then a long instrumental, then some singing, then out. Like, who, what, huh? 
Jirobi's in a group. Kinda. I mean, technically. Jirobi's in a group. Jirobi's in the group. But, you're right. Dela does that. Dela did that on Houdini. With two Ooh. chains. Houdini with two chains. Houdini, Houdini. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep referring to that song, right? Because <laughs> I am not a two chains fan. Yeah, but he impressed me so much on that song. Okay, because he robbed about something. He actually robbed about something. I was like, yo, he's robbing about something. Like he actually had a story, and he robbed about something on that song. Well then, let's and check sounded, it out. And, and he sounded he sounded good. Well, just play his verse. He sounded good next to Daylight Soul, and I was just like, that's that's what was really impressive. Like he didn't sound like, oh, I'm just going to sleepwalk my way through this and talk about some drugs. No, he rounded about something. All right, well, let me play it, and then I'll skip as it starts to play. Your music means means everything thing to you. Gun, why pull it? Shoot words to see who's full of it. We from the same place, land of the game face. Pluck signs on the jackets, get props, yo, like a prop Joe pack. It's illegal how those kids can come from out of the slums and live so regal. Lose it all on a prayer to the eagle. Before the loss, we earn for the cause. Toast to the life, though my liver won't endure. Currently in time, and my enzymes are in sync to digest the brink of Armageddon. The bedding's over the mattress. We lay with the actress for social media to swallow us. Watch them rap peers who don't reply back because they think we're going to snatch up the Twitter followers. That's some female type fool. And your female's like glue to it. She know it. The scent of a poet policed by restraint to cover all the angles. An opera of operations. Scene one got you and your crew all confident with courage. We'll be there jumping your square record. You'll be like, check it. They stress the shit in the rectangles. Damn. Damn. Institutionalized, my homie from NO found his crib with a roof on the side. FEMA asking for an address, but ain't no mailbox. Nothing left to do out here but the cell rocks. Now they got cell phones inside of the cell blocks. And my cousin on poor roll cause he sold blocks. My cousin that sold stock. Told you we had more sold than James Brown. Wearing a gold watch that obviously don't work. Used to go home and rob niggas for homework. See if the chrome work. Might call your girl to see if my phone work. I'm a hood star and the trophies are gold work. Mouth full of gold teeth. Niggas might end up obsolete if I'm 4D. Real nigga 4L. Bed full of new sheets. Bedroom float filled up with the loose leaves. This is a war zone, me and a two-piece Put another head on her, make it a new piece She be like, ooh-wee, I be like, ooh-wee I love myself so much, I'm a groupie Everybody know my verses is pookie Had them all strung out, like it's a drug house When I'm in the booth, I'm MJ with his tongue out When I'm in the booth, I'm Kanye with a gun out Running your mom house, then I'ma leave sideways and burn out All natural, I hope you got the perm out a bitch straight in that shit. New niggas came and tried to hate on that shit. I'ma use it now, I ain't waiting on shit. Who Dini? 
Houdini. 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 That was banging. Right. Right. And there's another verse. But yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because they do the daylight so right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to sandwich him. Right. They're going to right. And that's, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, two chains sounded good on a record. Like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I can listen to that. I can, you can listen to this whole song without saying, I'm going to skip past this. Yeah. And that is. I don't even want to make this next statement. I've been controversial enough, but fuck it. I'd take De La Soul over Tribe. I think Tribe, low in theory, people's instinctive are more, are so important in sort of the history and uh, evolution of hip hop that they can't be discounted. But if we're going to go catalog, battle catalog, my catalog versus your catalog, I got to take, I got to give Dela the nod. I, I'm not even, I'm not, there's no question in my mind, Dela gets the nod immediately. Okay. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know, I was, no, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's no question Dela gets the nod. Are you kidding me? Okay. It's Dela's catalog. Like, Dela right. has, Dela has one of the best catalogs in hip hop. Yeah. They have yeah. one of the best catalogs of hip hop. They might like, have, yeah. The, front to back. Yeah. Because I can't think of, there were a couple of weird, I mean, they did their, they did a couple of uh, experimental albums in there, but even yeah, those were like, they, those were what they were, but I can't think of a Daylight album where I was like, ugh, maybe that second it was kind of in the early 2000s. They had like a double album. Kind yeah, of thing. they had the the um one of the AY albums that was like what? Yeah, it's kind of like Ew. yeah, yeah. But it still had good music on it. That's the thing. It still had good music. Let me see. Mosaic was it? Mosaic Thump? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Bionics. That's what it was. Mosaic yeah. Thump and Bionics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were yeah. yeah. But that still had ooh on it. And my rights on it. I'm looking at it. I look at the oh, okay. look at the yeah. And squad had squad on it, Mike D and Rock. Like it still had some joints on there. Like that's what's so crazy. Like they still which is why you still have to go with their with their oh uh, their yeah. catalog. Because their catalog is crazy. Like you can still on what is considered a bad De La Soul album, you'll still find like five joints. Yeah. <laughs> like, I oh, think, that was a whack album, but they got like five, five good songs. I think it might go De La Soul number one. I might have to even go Outcast number two and Tribes three. What of the native tongues? No, I just mean hip hop catalog. Oh. Oh. Hmm, I'm gonna have to think about that because I guarantee I'll miss one and I'll, I'll be mad when I when I realize that who I missed. Cause, oh wait, oh we're not gonna agree on this one. Oh you're oh, Jay Z. Okay, Jay Z's catalog. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a Jay-Z's whole other cat- that's a whole other joint. Jay Z's catalog <laughs> can't go wrong. Well, yeah, you can go very wrong, but at least on his albums that you can still pull out 
some songs. It's like five or six joints. But except maybe that Kingdom Come album. So you're putting Probably him ahead of Tribe? Four. Cause Daylight, if I go through and listen to all the Daylight albums, there's only gonna be one speed bump where I'm like, ugh. And that's only gonna be a minor bump in the road. You but I can listen wide. to most of these albums straight through and then tribe the first three albums and then yeah but if we're talking about catalog there's like straight through it straight through except sky page and uh butter (laughs) butter you know i like it when you take of it oh man you're tripping and that's a crazy thing because I love the verses. I just don't like the hook. But go ahead. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. But continue. Yeah. Continue. So I, th- I mean, I guess this is a, this is a whole other podcast topic. But I would right. say just off the dome without not really giving a whole lot of thought to it, taking the entire catalog into consideration, I'd say. If I had to listen to somebody's catalog from album number one to album to their latest album, I'd say De La, number one, Outcast two, Tribes three, and I guess Jay Z four. I have to give you the, the horror laugh on that one. <laughs> I was thinking I might want to say LL Cool J, but no, you don't. No, was, no, you're not. I was like, no, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a toss up. I'll just throw throw Dre a bone, Jay Z. <laughs> come on, you know it's not, if I top the bottom. Come on, man. The Jay Z discography is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But are you it's really crazy? Gonna, you're going to listen from Reasonable Doubt to through whatever it was he just most recently put out and yes yeah yes and there aren't many skips the most skips you'll have is that kingdom come album i guarantee there aren't many skips kingdom come had 30s the new 40 and well it had kingdom come which is a good album which is a good song it had oh my god it had um um change clothes it had change clothes Ugh. Uh, it had, it had, it, see, it had, that's what I'm saying though. It had it had some songs in it. Yeah. it wasn't it wasn't total. It wasn't total. It wasn't a total watch. It was, it was some good songs in it. So I'll give him I'll give him a number four because I can't give it to Public Enemy. I can't give it to Wu Tang. I can't give it to. Yeah. Ooh, wait a minute. Nah, I can't give Jay Z the four. I'm giving the four my number four to Ghostface Killer. Ghostface might get my like number four. I'm probably giving Jay my number one. Dela might get my number two or three. I'm missing somebody though. Yeah. And this is this is this yeah. is back to back. I'm, I'm trying to think of. I'm missing somebody. I'm missing. I'm, I'm missing somebody. I'm gonna hate myself for missing. Them. Definitely not Nas. Not Nas. Not no, Red unfortunately Man. Unfortunately, not Nas. Unfortunately, wait, 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 wait. Why not Red Man? Because oh well, his after, last couple albums after Muddy Waters, it's like his ugh. last couple. His last couple albums, yeah. Were like, 
So like if I only had to see if I had the, the trick with this is you can't just listen to the first three albums that were good. Right, right, right. You got to listen to everything. Right, you got to listen to everything. And then when you listen to everything, that's when you start really hitting the end of yeah. your patience with, right. some, with some of the rappers. You start like, mm, yeah. nah. I yeah. mean, what about Kanye? Oh, that's the same. That's how I feel about Kanye, though. That's what I feel about because once I get to Yeezus and this Pablo album, I'm yeah. like, I'm tuning out. Like, in unpopular opinion, I did not like the Pablo album. I like, like, for the songs I liked with it, I liked in spite of Kanye. Huh. Like, I liked that, that Ultra Light Beam song because of Chance the Rapper. Like, I liked that song because he was on it. Yeah. And I didn't even like it. I didn't like him until I heard that song. Who, Chance? Yeah. I was just like, oh, he can rap. He's a good rapper, whatever. Then yeah. I heard that song. And I was like, this guy is really good. Did you ever hear his album Acid Rap? I only heard it. No, I honestly only heard that album like once or twice. I don't even own yeah. that album. Which is why I want to go back and get that album. I mean, I have it. And I'll take care of you. But that's <laughs> one of my favorite. I, yeah, I, I love that album. But well, his his coloring book is my favorite. Probably my favorite album of last year. The funny part is I haven't gone back to listen to any of his other music because I'm afraid that I'll just be disappointed because I, I acid rap. I have a, uh, I mean, yeah, that's great. The, uh, the theme for this show is taken from an instrumental from one of the songs on acid rap. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's. Yeah, Kanye, Jesus, it was weird, and I can, I can listen to it. I can listen to it and and be thinking the whole time, this is weird. He's nuts. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of like it. Sort of. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I can't. It's, it's just all right to me, man. Like, there's so many... I don't know. There's, there's so many misses on that album. It's just weird. Like I don't know. He's clearly out of his mind, or he's making social commentary. That, but. Because I'm saying I'm looking at it now. Well, maybe I can pull up. I can pull off five songs of that out of that album quickly. Yeah, the one that. I am a god. New slaves. Blood on the leaves. And really like Blood on Leaf because of that uh, Nina Simone. Yeah. And I guess Bound. I mean, the the only Kanye album I loved was Late Registration because to me that's the last time uh, anything he said was relatable. But, <laughs> you know. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow, homie. Well, well, well this is what I, I think. The thing that was established is that we, we're talking about a common album, a tribe called Quest album, oh, and common. a daylight soul. What about oh his just got hmm. Other than that one see, where he had that electric service, where electric he had that service. seven minute song about abortion. Um, oh. yeah, electric, I don't know, electric circus. Electric circus was weird, but I blame Quest Love for that. 
I don't know if you can do that because if you blame Questlove for Electric Circus, you have to give Questlove all the props for what's that other album? The album that came right around it. Not like that, Water for that, Chocolate. Um, no, that other. What's that other one? That was it, like right around it. The green and white cover. See, this this how old I am. I, I still Resurrection. Not Resurrection. Not well, see, where is it? See, I'm scrolling right now through my eyes when you're looking for it. Because he. Because he you did what the, what the the uh, roots did. Yeah, like like water for chocolate. chocolate. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you blame him for electric circus, you got to give him the credit for like water for chocolate. I do, because remember, yeah. Common was like first the roots had that album where they had all the uh, historical kind of civil rights black pictures on the cover. Yep. Yep. Then Common's album came out. And he had he the exact, exact same, same thing. <laughs> then the Roots did that phrenology, that weirdo album. And then yeah. Common came with Electric Circus, his weirdo album. But phrenology was way better than Electric Circus because phrenology had some some joints on it. Oh, the Roots. Ooh. See, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like yeah, once you this is, yeah. once you start once you start see, we got to another topic. But Damn. once you start once you start doing that, like saying you so, once you forget somebody, then it's then people are listening like, oh, you forgot. And I bet guarantee some of those like, what about the roots? And we just ignored yeah. them. But yeah, and I own almost every roots out game theory. Look at that. Yeah. The roots. How I got over it off half life. Oh man, like The Roots? Yeah. Yeah. This, this girl I know, she uh, she loves Jimmy Fallon, and loves him, and I don't ever watch him. But I told her, I said, I said, you know the Roots? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. I said, well, you know they were a, a rap group before they were his band, and she was like, really? Because she wow. one of her favorite things to tell me is proceed, proceed. So I just assumed that she knew. That and I was she like, knew. She didn't. So I told her, and then I sent her the song, and now she's like, oh, shit, the road. Ah! Wow. So she was, a whole new world just opened up to her. Yeah, and she's in her 30s, so not really much excuse not to know, but whatever. So I like that as a topic. I think we're going to have to think about that and revisit it uh, a little later because I know it's late out there on the East Coast, but... Yeah. And we there's, talked these people's ears off. Yeah, we did. We did. But <laughs> there's one there's one last topic I want to hit real quick because late last year I caught on the radio they said Most Deaf is coming in concert. It's his retirement tour. And I'm thinking like, first of all, I thought he was still doing his Nelson Mandela thing locked up in South Africa on his phony passport uh charges but somehow he dealt with that and escaped back to the united states and is apparently going to be retiring from rapping which okay sure in all honesty it it seems like he retired from rapping uh several years ago but i digress anyway he was doing this show out here and I figured that if it's really going to be his retirement tour 
you know, he's a weird, art, artsy, kind of fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of guy. So this might actually be the last time I have an opportunity to see him. And as I've mentioned before, uh, I do graphic work. And I have this series of hip-hop-related prints that I did. And one of them features most Def. And I did it, uh, man, years ago. Anyway, I thought, all right, well... If I buy a ticket to this show, and then I pay some extra money for the meet and greet session, then at the very least, I can get my print signed. And that's what I've tried to do with most of these. And I have, um, most of the ones I have signed. EPMD, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, KRS-One, Public Enemy, etc., etc. So I was like, alright, gotta get most deaf. Plus, this might be his last show, and based on his erratic behavior... Who knows what I might see? This could be something for the ages. So, I bought the ticket. Ticket ticket started at $40. And That's good. But these weren't good seats. $40 for oh, wow. like bad seats. But then I had to pay like an extra what like damn near 100 bucks for the meet and greet thing. So I'm like, "All right, Go down to the show, go in, big-ass auditorium, sitting there. That's the other thing. If if you go to a hip-hop show and there are seats, you're not at a real mm. hip-hop show. Yeah, it's kind of rough. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with a whole bunch of other professional people because most deaf's audience is older. They're like late 20s, maybe, but definitely 30s and 40s. That's his audience. So, we're sitting there waiting, waiting for him to come out on stage. And this girl walks out and she's got a trash bag. She opens up the trash bag and starts pouring balloons out on the stage. (laughs) Inflated balloons, but balloons with no helium. So, they're just on the stage. She walks off stage, comes back out with another bag, dumps them on the stage. She repeats this about, I don't know, six six more times until the entire floor of the stage is covered with these balloons. While she's doing that, some other guy has walked out and he's walking around the stage sprinkling something on the floor. I'm too far away to know what he's sprinkling, but it turns out, oh, that's most deaf. He just walked out on the stage with a hood on and it's just like, sprinkling stuff on the stage. I don't know if it was libations for the ancestors. I don't know what it was because he never explained. Neither did he explain why the hell there were balloons on the stage. So, I guess the technicians there realize, oh, wait, that's the headliner. So they turn on the spotlight. So, then most deaf grabs a microphone, comes to the middle of the stage in the spotlight amidst the balloons and whatever the hell it was he sprinkled on the floor. Tells the technician to turn off the spotlight. So he makes the request again because I'm sure the technician was like, what the hell? What? So they turn off the spotlight. So now most deaf is standing on stage and there's a red background light. So now he's basically in a shadow with red highlights on the side. So, okay. 
Then the DJ starts playing. Starts playing some song I'm totally unfamiliar with. And most of the crowd was also totally unfamiliar with it because people are just kind of like looking around. They're trying to get into it, figuring he'll start off with something a little obscure and then move into the material we all came to hear. Well, that never happened. He did a couple of these oddball songs. Then he would stop and start dancing, but not real dancing, not any kind of recognizable dances. He wasn't doing the WAP. He wasn't doing anything anyone recognized. He wasn't Millie rocking. He was kind of like, if you remember that episode of the Cosby show when Bill Cosby was tap dancing against one of those old school black chitlin circuit uh, tap dancers. And they were just challenge. Yes. And they're just sort of shuffling their feet around. That's what he's doing. So he's shuffling his feet on the stage from one side. Then he shuffles on over to the other side. And then he stands there looking around, starts talking. At one point, the DJ played a Tribe Called Quest song. And most deaf is just doing ad libs. He'll say a couple of lines. Uh, uh, uh. And then the song just played. So the crowd is still trying to stick with him because it's most deaf and, you know, we all enjoyed most deaf. Unfortunately, we got Yasin Bey. Most deaf is somewhere <laughs> rolling over in his grave. Yasin Bey was on stage shuffling amidst balloons, not doing songs anyone's ever heard of. And then about an hour into this hour and a half set he did people just start to get up and walk out and not this wasn't the type of crowd where they're going to be loud and obnoxious they just it's like it's a tuesday night i have work in the morning i'm an adult he's not performing good night and people are just getting up and leaving so as we try to figure out what exactly is going on there's two sort of uh, factions in the crowd. One is the confused sort of L.A. hipsters who don't know the songs he's doing but are trying to stick with him. The other set are the real hip-hop heads who have had enough and they just start yelling out names of songs because he's just standing there talking on the microphone about nothing in particular and people are yelling out things like, Stop talking. Play a banger. <laughs> and most deaf um, decided to say the following. I'm going to play a little clip because I did record the concert thinking that I'd post it up on the Liberator. Um, but it's not worth posting. But this is what most deaf had to say. And I'm going to just play this. It only runs a minute. <laughs>
with all the respect to the family. Because when it came to the song selection tonight, I felt that you were in this. And that you were something else. And we were doing this. This all so this piece of Okay, that was a little difficult to make out, but basically he's just sit up there talking, not performing, and people start yelling out the names of songs, to which he responds, quote, shut the fuck up. I heard that part. <laughs> and then he said, because, because when we were putting together the set list, you weren't there. And he repeated that multiple times, telling the crowd of people who paid money to see him to shut the fuck up and stop yelling out the names of songs. And people did that because that came an hour in. When he told the crowd to shut the fuck up, that came an hour into the show. And at that point, he had not performed any songs from Black on Both Sides or any Black Star songs. Which is, which constitute the majority of the songs that people who were there came to hear. That's why we know him. We don't know him from whatever was on The Ecstatic or whatever the hell else music he's put out recently. No. So, the concert goes on for about another 25 minutes. He performs one song from Black on Both Sides. The rest of the time, what song? Um, what it's uh, an out-of-court settlement, ad space for liquor, sick without benefits, luxury tenements, choking the skyline. You know that one. Okay. Slow life getting treated up high. Um, but <laughs> that was the only song he did, and he did it in a very Lauren Hillish rapid paced uh way and then he went back into a whole other thing of uh songs that no one had heard at one point he said i don't have i don't have any rights to this song but i like it and then he starts singing some song that nobody's heard of was it a good song though no i mean i don't know maybe who knows no it wasn't. I know you were there. You were there because you wanted to hear the Rock the Bells, Most Death's Gonna Perform, Black on Both Sides, the whole album. I mean, he only did one song. He didn't even do Black People, My People. <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's no Ubi says to you. You would think <laughs> at the very, very least. He didn't even do Miss Fat Booty which is by far, clearly, his biggest commercial hit. And she came with the old type frame. Yes. I mean, he didn't do New World Water. He didn't do Umi Says. He didn't do avert his verse from Respiration. He did nothing. One, one song from Black on Both Sides. The rest was a bunch of bullshit. And... That's that's kind of harsh. Yeah, but <laughs> very much appropriate because wow. by not this is 
like when I went, it's like going to see Slick Rick and him not doing Children's Story or Lottie Dottie. Like, that's bullshit. That's, and, that's a great, that's a great segue. And I'm infuriated because so De La Soul, for example, De La Soul, I've seen them perform many times over the years, and I think it's like plug two. He doesn't like uh, me, myself, and I, but they know. Right. Okay, people come to see it, and so I've heard them like do the song, and then on the verse they're like, "I hate this fucking song." And right. okay, but they do the song. Because they know this is our job. This is why people paid money to come see us. Well, Yasin Bey said, fuck you and fuck your money. And <laughs> I'm going to do the most obscure, bizarre bullshit possible. And I'm going to shuffle around on the stage. And I'm going to pour some balloons and turn off the lights so you can't see me. And good night. And after the show, I'm walking through the lobby. And there were... People were just distraught. Like, there were some of the emotional uh, millennials talking about, well, I don't know why, he, why would he just do that? He didn't, he didn't do anything. I don't, I don't understand why he would do that. Then there were like the hip hop heads who were like, the fuck was that? That was some bullshit. <laughs> and granted, it was. And the, the fact that you chose, well, I thought it was a bad show, and other people agreed with me. It was weird, and I figured, okay, well, this is the weird most deaf we get. Then, well, this yeah, is the weird most deaf that you got. Yeah, because then Dre, <laughs> maybe a couple days later, <laughs> sends me some links from the most deaf show. At the Apollo, where he's on stage with Pharrell Munch. I'm like, what? Then he sends me another clip where Most Def is up there spitting rhymes. You can hear yeah. what he's saying. He's not telling the people in the Apollo to shut the fuck up, stop yelling out the names of songs. No, he's he performing what they came to hear. Now, this pissed me off even more. I was already mad that I saw this bad show, that I paid for it. But the fact that he made a conscious choice to give L.A. this bullshit and say to all these people in the crowd, fuck your money. I don't care what you spent. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Maybe he was working out the set list and you, got, you guys gave him proof positive that that wasn't the set list he should go with. Well, well maybe him. your crowd was just whack. Maybe your he, crowd was he whack. was whack. He was maybe whack. Was, well, well. Now that we've heard your diatribe on the Yasin Bay show at the Apollo, two shows. He, he did do songs from from the first album. He did songs from the second album. He did some Black Star stuff. Apparently, he performed with Pharrell Munch. He did because he did Pharrell Munch. He did. They did the Oh No song. They did with Nate Dog. Then they did the Simon Says song. Then he did a song. Then the Slick Rick song because Slick Rick came out. I think Slick Rick may have done Lottie Dottie on the show, the Apollo shows. Um, and so everything I've heard about the Apollo shows, I didn't go. All the Apollo shows, they he did a mixture of 
old joints and new joints. He did some freestyles. He sang. He did dance. There were some flower petals on the stage. So there you go. There were some flower petals on the stage. And I heard the same about the, well, I heard the Kennedy Center shows. He did the same thing, but Talib Kweli came out and he did Black Star joints at these in the Kennedy Center. What? Yeah. So I know that. I know Talib Kweli came out for the Kennedy Center shows and they performed Black Star stuff. So, I mean, what? LA got the sh- LA got the short end of the short stick. What an asshole. <laughs> Most deaf LA. I love. <laughs> fuck Yasin Bay. What the fuck? <laughs> what? If he had done this same nonsense at all the shows, then I'd have said, "Okay." But the fact that he made a conscious decision to give us bullshit for good, hard-earned money? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe it was a different set list. Maybe you decided from... And, and it was also the crowd. Like, so maybe the crowd was whack. Or maybe he went to do a certain set list, didn't work at L.A. He decided, boom, I know what I'm going to do in New York. Or maybe when he came to New York, different energy, he was feeling the vibe, feel the bass. Uh. Fuck him. <laughs> How... Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You do the songs. <laughs> what, what did uh, Hermit? You play to win the game. You play the songs that people came to hear. <laughs> Where's that, that thing from The Roots? From Mo Better Blues. Because <laughs> you grandiose motherfuckers don't play the shit that people like. If you play the shit that people will like, people will come. Simple as that. Well, I mean, you know. But this is the thing. As as whack as you said the LA show was, I heard nothing about that. I only heard about the LA show from you. Maybe I don't know enough people in LA who are on my social media or whatever, but when the Apollo shows hit, all I kept seeing was, oh my God, he's doing this now. Oh my God, he's doing that now. Uh-oh, yeah. Foul March just came out. Oh, they're doing, oh no. Oh my God, he just tore down what Simon Says. Yeah, but you know why you didn't hear any of that? Because he didn't do any of that. <laughs> but I didn't hear, oh, this is bad either. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear anything. Like, nobody said it. There was no vibe, no, no response. I don't know, maybe y'all were, maybe you had the hipsters, you know, was rubbing crystals in their armpits and I, they wasn't using their phones. I don't know. I, don't I know. think people were... People were like, when when Lauren Hill, when I saw her years ago uh, at Rock the Bells before Tribe Called Quest, it was just weird. And a lot of the stuff I saw on Instagram, like, there's a clip, I may have sent it to you, where he's just, at the end of the show, he was just spinning around in circles with his <laughs> arms outstretched. Just spinning around in circles. And you know what? I knew I knew it was going to be a problem when he walked out on stage wearing those fucking Kanye West pants, the ones that are all skinny jean tight at the bottom, and then they connect at the crotch, but just above the knee, like some, like he bought them on Tatooine, just some weird old, oh my goodness. man, I'm telling you, it was, it was just weird, but now that I know he deliberately gave us some bullshit? Nah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm he, done. He didn't. He didn't. I mean, come on. You can't say that he's like I'm gonna give Elliot a whack joke. 
you, you guys were the first. I think you guys were the first show. And and he so, didn't. And it never occurred to him that somebody might want to hear one of the songs I'm familiar there that I'm best known for. Like, here's when I was done with Most Deaf. Remember when he was outside the VMAs on a truck singing that New Orleans song? Oh, like, yeah. Like, Clap Clap or whatever it is, and then he got arrested. You didn't like that song? I don't remember. I just remember that's when I was like, hmm, okay. And kind of had my eyebrow raised. But at, at this point, I'm just done. Yasin Bey is dead to me. <laughs> Most Deaf... <laughs> Most de- like I said, most deaf is rolling over in his grave. Well, I mean, apparently most deaf was rocking at the Apollo and in Kennedy Center. So that's that's a shame. It's a shame. Who who does what's, that? What's, I, I think, and I'm gonna tell listeners. I think I think JC is mad at me because I, <laughs> I sent him the clip of the dude from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I, yeah. 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 You. <laughs> Yeah, you got me. You got me just like this. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. It, and like I said, oh, I so have. I recorded the show, the entire show, but it was such garbage that I'm not going to post it. So what I am going to post, it did remind me that years ago, most deaf, he kind of moved into this phase where he was going to have like a black punk rock group or something. Black Jack Johnson. Yeah, and I have a two-hour performance that they did live somewhere in NYC, and he's got the live band. I believe at some points, Quali uh, comes out. They do some Black Star stuff. He's like doing some rhymes, and it's a quality uh, piece of audio. That I'm going to put up on the Liberator under the Al Dunbar section where I post bootleg <clears throat> live show clips and concerts. And I'll have a, a link to that um, at the Liberator. But again, most deaf, rest in peace. Yasin Bey will never get any more of my money. However... He was a nice dude. The, I was going to Yeah, the performance aside, your side, when I went back, they, uh, I almost had to form Old Tron again. And because the, the security was like, uh, well, do you have a special wristband? I was like, no, but I have a receipt for this uh, extra $100 I spent. So got back in this room. Uh, they brought Mo's Def in, and I happened to be standing to, at the door close to where he came in and so he came in and held out his hand and so i like shook his hand and it was the most limp soft mr glass uh (laughs) handshake i ever encountered i was afraid that if i gave him if i gripped his hand and gave him a pound i might you know fracture his some metacarpal or something but but he came in and so ironically the print that uh, that I created has lyrics from a song on there. The lyrics on the print are the lyrics from the one song that he performed from Black on Both Sides. So, Ooh. yeah, so, 
So he thought that was cool and he was like checking it out. And then the dope part was that he was like actually looking at the lyrics and like going through. And there's like um, one or two lines that you can't really make out uh, on the song specifically. You kind of have to infer what they are through the context. And he actually took the Sharpie and like crossed it out and did an edit and like wrote in the correct word which that's dope yeah that was dope and uh then he went through and he signed it and his signature is a combination of hieroglyphics and some other scribbles Arab- but probably it's probably arabic is it arabic you're asking me i don't know i'll have to take it up to the university and have indiana jones look it over <laughs> it's probably arabic perhaps but it was dope so Oh, and then he didn't want any pictures taken. Like, yeah, no that's pictures. Definitely good. Yeah, yeah. But you were just on stage in front of like two thousand people, and yeah, he... like I wanted, I was there to get the print signed, which was cool for me. But the majority of people, like when they were like, "No, don't you? You're not allowed to take any pictures." <laughs> Their faces dropped, and they were kind of like, "Well, what? Huh?" What? And so I don't under I don't yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, I will say that I've been around him and I've you know shot with him and gone to events with him or like recruit when he's there and he really doesn't like like people just taking pictures and he will say, I would rather build with you, talk to you for hours than somebody just like trying to take a sneak picture of me. He's like, you know, I don't, he just, he's not a fan of like the whole, you know, people taking cell phone pictures. He's just not a fan. Like, and he, he said, like, we were talking just outside of whatever. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, it, it just bothers me. So I don't know. It's just one of these, like, you know, somebody's a quirk. Like, they don't like, you know, people taking photos. He just, so. I mean, yeah. I get that for regular people, but he was just up on the stage in front of like, Two thousand people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get you. I get I, you. I can't. I just can't. I just can't. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with him. I, I very much appreciate him signing the print. That was dope. That as a person, he sounds like a very interesting individual. You know him personally. I don't. As a person, he seems cool. The character Yasin Bay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's over. I'm done. And again, I go back to De La Soul. When I went to the De La Soul show, De La Soul treats this like a business. They came in. They know, they're De La Soul. They did, they did the meet and greet. They were signing shoes and this and that, taking pictures, just being cordial. Because like, even if they didn't want to do it, they realized like, you know, this is the job. This is part of the job. They went on stage. They did the songs people wanted to hear. Everybody left happy. De La Soul, number one. I might even have to kick a dollar in on their next Kickstarter hustle because I'm <laughs> I'm more impressed with De La Soul today than I was two years ago when we kicked off this podcast and talked about their hustle. It's still a hustle, but this Yasin Bay, Lauren Hill, Goofball weirdo don't refuse to just give the people what they want I, I, in LA just stop 
Oh, L- in yeah. LA. In LA. In LA. Which in makes LA. it even worse. So that is yeah. Uh that I just had to get that off my chest. That's been that's been weighing heavy on my mind. Uh low these many weeks. But uh So I appreciate you. Man, it's like two o'clock in the morning out there. <laughs> yeah. And my phone's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just like, yeah, Yasin Bey, most deaf. But, um, yeah, I appreciate it. And I think that I think that other thing, that discography, that might be a topic we're going to have to, we're going to have to think about. Challenge. Hit. That's going to be the challenge, man. It's a yeah. Challenge. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So. Hip hop lives. Boom. Yeah. Well, everybody make sure at Andre Cole on <laughs> Instagram if you want to add some seasoning to your life or or on Twitter on Twitter on Twitter he's just, more of a loose cannon I'm on, just angry <laughs> yeah on Instagram you get to see <laughs> the man behind the anger so <laughs> you can follow at hip hop Taliban if you choose but uh don't don't think you're going to get that Andre Cole excitement so uh again appreciate it Happy 2017, and uh, yeah, I'll see you when we're talking discographies. Hopefully, the professor can uh, pull yeah, his head up from grading papers to uh, join us. Make it happen. Yeah. All right, then, man. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>